What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Atlas Fitcast. I am your host, Andy Hayes. Today's episode is brought to you by Atlas Fitness Evolved, providing progressive, challenging, and effective exercise programming to the World Wide Web. Make sure you do check out our Instagram page at Atlas Fitness Evolved, as well as our Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Atlas Fitness Evolved. This is going to be episode number 24, where I'm going to uh, be talking about my top 10 favorite complex exercises. All right, so what I'm going to talk about is what are they, why you should do them, what you should be doing before you even try them, and an explanation of why each of these exercises is great and um, a possibility of including in your program. So what are complex moves? Well, basically, you are taking two exercises and putting them together, all right? So in the world of exercises, we do have uh, your normal compound movements such as your presses, which would be like bench press or push-ups, overhead presses, dips. Uh, you have your pulls, which could be any form of a row, including dumbbell rows, barbell rows, banded rows, cable rows, uh, also pull-ups, lat pull-downs, anything where you are pulling um, on the exertion phase. You also have your deadlift variations like barbell deadlifts, dumbbell deadlifts, kettlebells. Uh, you can even you know, deadlift a, uh, a med ball. You have all sorts of different squat variations as well, such as barbell squats, um, overhead squats with the barbell, front squats with the barbell, dumbbell squats, bodyweight squats, kettlebell squats, squats with a, uh, with, with a cable, squats with a band, uh, and you can do all sorts of different things with split stance unilateral exercises such as, a, as lunges, step-ups, Bulgarian split squats, pistol squats, all sorts of different things that you can put into any of these categories. These are all called compound lifts basically uh, because you are using more than one joint to do any one of these exercises, whether it's a combination of your shoulders and elbows or a combination of your hips and your knees, maybe even your ankles. Uh, you have some, some core stability going on. Um, these movements just mean that you are uh, recruiting a lot more muscle. But beyond that, if we were going to say uh, what is a complex movement, you can take any one of these compound lifts basically and put them together and create a whole new exercise that uh, you might never have done before. And you could also take one of these compound lifts and add them in with more of an isolation movement such as a bicep curl or a tricep extension, uh, any, anything like that. But what I wanted to do uh, today is, uh, is give you a, a decent list of exercises that you might want to try. Now, the, uh, a reason why you would want to do one of these exercises would be uh, because they are generally more time efficient. If you are more of a, uh, you know, somebody that needs to work out in a, in a hurry or uh, you only have so much time available and you're like, well, what am I going to do today? Am I going to do, you know, squats or am I going to do overhead presses? Why not just do both in the same movement and do a squat thruster, which is where you, you know, take a weight 
and you squat with it. And then as you come up out of the squat, you press it over the head. You're combining two things together. You're being time efficient. You're getting, you know, pretty much the best of both worlds. You're probably not going to be able to squat um, and overhead press the same weight that you can just squat. But um, you're going to have to have a give and take with with these situations. But still is, you know, a worthwhile approach to your workouts when you only have a little bit of time available. But generally, these these complex moves do require a little bit more skill. So what I mean by that is you should not be trying some of these movements if you haven't mastered each of the movements separately. So like I just said, if, you, if you're not very good at squatting yet, then you probably shouldn't try the squat to overhead press or a squat thruster. It's the same thing. Uh, just because it, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, master them both separately or get very good at both. And then, you know, combine them together for time efficiency and whatnot. All right. Uh, With these movements, obviously, you are going to probably recruit more muscles because with a squat, you are primarily using your legs with some core stability, but the upper body is not involved too much. Uh, But when you uh, combine it with the overhead press, you're involving your, your, your shoulders and your triceps. And so that is a benefit as well. And also, these exercises are often very functional. So, you know, a lot of times in life, we do have to combine movements together to get certain daily tasks done. So, you know, why not, you know, practice them in our workouts and have some fun with it. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to, we're going to get this, this top 10 list going in just a second. Uh, But I'm going to, you know, tell you at the beginning is that I'm not going to put any Olympic lifts in my list. It doesn't mean that I don't think Olympic lifts are great. I've used them in my own programming in the past. But, you know, a lot of a lot of people, you know, don't have the skill or they haven't put the time towards learning how to properly do the clean and jerk or the snatch movements. And, you know, if you don't even know what these are, then don't even worry about it. But, you know, uh, Olympic lifts have gotten a lot more popular in the last 10 to 15 years uh, due to the popularity of CrossFit. Uh, the Olympic lifts have been around for quite some time, and I do think they are great exercises, but the learning curve is really, really great. And so, you know, if you've, if you've ever seen some of these uh, gym fail videos, most likely they, they do include people incorrectly doing the, the clean and jerks or the snatches and possibly even getting hurt, which is unfortunate. So um, I'm going to be talking about more exercises that people could probably do uh, here in the near future with uh, minimal risk and uh, maximal benefit. So uh, again, not that I don't think Olympic lifts are not great. It's just that um, I'm going to try to appeal to a wider audience in terms of what people um, will be able to try without having to learn how to do those lifts over the the course of several months and years. Okay, so the first exercise I want to talk about is the renegade row. And basically, this is where you do a push-up in combination with a row. And most people do this with either a pair of dumbbells or a pair of kettlebells. So how you would execute this movement is you'd be in push-up position, but instead of having your hands on the ground, you would have both of your hands on a pair of dumbbells or kettlebells. And so uh, just on the handles, you do your complete push-up, and then when you're in that standard 
plank position up really tall with straight arms. You take one of the weights, you row it up towards your rib, retract your shoulder blade, lower that under control back down to the ground, and then do the exact same thing with the opposite arm. And then once you've rowed the weight on each side, then you go directly back into the push-up and you just keep repeating this exercise, you know, until you get to your designated reps. You can do this, you know, with a moderately heavy weight and do something like six to eight reps, or you could do this uh, for, you know, 12 plus reps with a, with a lighter weight. Uh, that's kind of up to you and your goals, but definitely a great exercise to try. Uh, but again, you would only be doing this exercise if you are proficient at push-ups and, you know, at the same time, planking, because with uh, that renegade row, you want to be able to hold your body in a straight position without pushing your butt way up into the air or without having your pelvis uh, sag really far down to the, to the ground. So you want to be able to have that control over your body and hold a decent plank. Uh, with two feet on the ground, one arm on the ground, the other arm is obviously doing the row portion of the movement. Okay, so there you go. Uh, first exercise is the renegade row, uh, which is a push-up and row. Okay, uh, the next exercise I have written down is called a deck squat. This is where you are going to be standing up all the way, and then you are going to sit down on a low surface Lay your body back almost like you've done a uh, sit-up the, or the, the lowering portion of a sit-up. And then once your shoulder blades are on the surface of whatever you're sitting on, so say it's like a, uh, uh, a weight bench in your, uh, in your gym. So you're standing in front of the weight bench, you sit down to the bench, then you lay back all the way shoulders back, and then you use uh, your hip flexors and abdominal muscles to get you back up into the seated position, and then you stand up. That's all you do. Now on a weight bench, this is typically uh, an easier exercise, and then if you want to make it harder, you just need to sit down to a lower surface, such as maybe one of those aerobic steppers or maybe even a BOSU ball. And uh, you repeat the, the exercise for a certain amount of reps. Now, again, the lower you go or the lower surface you're on, the more difficult this exercise will definitely be. So uh, the, the, the hardest you can make it would be sitting your butt uh, into a deep squat all the way down to the floor, you know, sitting on the floor, rolling your body all the way back into that decline sit-up, and then, you know, sitting up pretty forcefully and then letting the momentum of your uh, sit-up allow you to stand back up into the full position, okay? So I, I do really like the deck squat. Uh, it does generally cause uh, my clients to have a an increase in their heart rates. And the reason for that is, is because it is basically the opposite of a burpee. And uh, if you think about what a burpee is, which is my next exercise uh, that I have written down, burpee is number eight on my list. It is uh, where you uh, do have to get all the way down to the floor facing down and then get yourself all the way back up to the same position basically by uh, pushing yourself up, jumping your legs forward or stepping your legs forward and then standing all the way into the upright position. So both of these exercises are great because one of them you are facing up, the other one you are facing down uh, definitely does you know uh, recruit a lot of muscle. 
um, and it does cause a cardiorespiratory response, burns lots of calories, and uh, for a lot of us, we're just looking to expend a lot of calories during the workouts to kind of offset sedentary lifestyles. So definitely a, a great uh, combination of exercises there. And you know what you could even try is a deck squat burpee combo. So all you do is you're standing there, you sit all the way down, lay back, sit up, stand up, and then guess what? You're in the standing position, you're ready to do a burpee, so then all you do is drop down to the floor, uh, do your kind of your push-up motion, get st stood back up, and then you repeat both. So one exercise you're facing up, one exercise you're facing down. Great uh, exercise, whether you are combining them together or doing them separately. So um, yeah, burpee was number eight. Uh, now number seven on the list is a squat plus a row. So we're combining squats and rows together, and I typically do these with either bands or cables. So uh, you attach a band to the wall or you get to a cable machine. You're standing there with the band or the cable out in front of you with your straight arms. Then you do a squat motion with the straight arms, and then you stand up and then you row the weight towards you, retracting your shoulder blades. So you're combining the squat with the row. Now, the row is going to be weighted or a more of a stimulus because you're feeling the resistance there. Your squat is just basically going to be an air squat because you're not loading your body down, downward towards gravity. So you really don't have any extra um, resistance on the squat, which is fine. Um, air squats are still a great exercise, so um, why not you know, do the air squat with, a, with an upper body pull exercise, right? Um, now... You know, at the same time, I did say that this is a squat and a row, but you could also do this with a squat and a lap pull down, um, especially if you're in, uh, near one of those cable machines. The only difference with this is this would actually assist you on your on your squatting because with the lap pull down, it is anchored over your head more so. And so you're going to be assisted on your squats. So you're not really going to get too much stimulation with your legs on this exercise. If you want to make any one of these exercises more difficult, all you would need to do is stay down in the squat statically and do your repetition and then stand back up. All right. And occasionally I've had some, you know, clients or myself, if uh, you want to do, you know, four total squats, but you want to do, you know, 20 total pulls, then all you have to do is go into the squat and then hold that position and do your, you know, five pulls and then stand up and then go back down, do five more pulls and repeat that until you get 20 total pulls. So you're doing more of a static squat, having to hold your body in that uh, low position for a longer period of time, which is kind of a fun way to perform this exercise. And I'm sure you will agree if you ever try the squat and row or the squat and lat pull-down variation. And again, you could use either bands or cables with that one. Okay, uh, next up, uh, number six, I have the step up with a curl and overhead press. So what you do is you would, you would get some weights, you know, uh, maybe a pair of dumbbells, and you would find a, um, a box or a bench to step up on with uh, either one of your legs. So say it's the right leg you're using. You step up with the right leg while you're standing up on the surface that you've stepped up on. You would then curl the weight 
and then overhead press it and then bring the weight down back down to your shoulders and then finally back down to your hips in the reverse curl motion and then then go back down and you could do this say with uh, 10 steps on the right leg 10 steps on the left leg and end up doing a total of 20 curl to overhead presses within the motion too so with this you're working your quadriceps your glute muscles you're using your biceps to curl the weight and you're using your triceps and your shoulders to do the overhead press. And not to mention when you press any weight overhead, you have to use your core to stabilize as well. So a little bit of core stability uh, in with this as well. Particularly, you would even have more core stability if you are only using one dumbbell and you are doing a step up to curl to overhead press and maybe you're, you're only staying on one leg. And so with that weight overhead and you don't have it counterbalanced with the other arm doing a curl to overhead press, guess what? Um, your body has to work pretty hard to stabilize that weight. And then um, you know you go all the way back down and you, know, you repeat it for your specific amount of reps. And then I'm gonna let you all decide what type of loads you wanna use because everybody has different goals, which I've talked about in previous episodes. And then uh, just like I discussed a little bit earlier with that squat and row and squat and lat pull down, you don't have to do this with just step ups. You can do this with lunges as well. So if you don't have you know, access to a step up um, and you only have some dumbbells, maybe it's like a hotel gym, or whatever, you could always just do a backward lunge and then you come back out of that lunge and you do the curled overhead press. And if you wanted to make that harder, you would go back into the lunge, you would hold it statically without you know bringing your knee all the way to the floor. And then while you're in that static lunge, do a curled overhead press while you're in that low position before you even stand back up. That would be even a little bit harder exercise to perform. So uh, good luck with that one. That would be great for you. All right, number five would be a squat thruster, which I kind of talked about in the intro here. That is where you have a weight uh, and you kind of hold it at the shoulder height and then you are going to go into a full squat and then as you squatting back up, instead of stopping at you know just the top, you are then going to provide propulsion into your upper body you're going to allow that momentum of you pressing through the floor with your legs and then you're going to press the weight overhead and you could do this with a barbell you can do this with dumbbells you could even do this with kettlebells or bands you can just stand on the band and then have the uh, band kind of racked uh, right in front of your chest and then as you stand up out of the squat you press the band over the head Uh, you could do this with a cable uh, machine where you have you know the cable in the low position and then you uh, squat down with it and then overhead press it and then you can do this with a medicine ball too so you can just hold the medicine ball in front of your chest and then squat down and then you would also press the the uh, medicine ball over your head now if you wanted to make this a little bit harder in terms of core stability you could do a single arm dumbbell or kettlebell thruster which is where you only have weight on one side maybe you know you go a little heavier you do uh, you hold a, a a single dumbbell a little heavier dumbbell on one side say the right side and then you you do a full squat and then stand up and do an overhead press uh, with just the right arm you do that for five and then after five reps you switch to the left arm and then repeat for another five on the left arm and uh, that's that's challenging for your legs because you get 10 total reps with your legs but then you only get five total reps with each arm and again you don't have the counterbalance 
with each of the arms doing the equal work. So you're going to have a little bit more uh, core stability um, to work on there, which is always good for you to practice on that. And uh, that's, that's not only good for your core aesthetically, it's also good for your core in terms of functionality as well. So that was number five. All right, so moving on to number, let's see, where are we moving to? Number four, I have the backward lunge and row combination. So very similar to what I said earlier with the squat and row with the bander cable. You can also use that as a lat pull down. I also put down the backward lunge and row. And I really like this exercise in particular because uh, any time you can do some single leg work where your legs work independently, I always enjoy those exercises for my clients because life is not always a perfect squat. Often your legs are having to work independently. And so definitely want to work on that uh, with some exercise programming, very structured. So uh, what you do is you would have the row, or um, you would have the band or the cable in your hands, and then you would do a backward lunge, and then you would stand back up and then row the band or the cable. And again, you can make this a little bit more difficult by doing the row with the band or the cable in that low static lunge position. That would make it a little bit more challenging because you're having to hold the lunge for a longer period of time while you're doing the other movement, and so that does provide longer time uh, under tension for those muscles, which is always a great challenge, okay? All right, moving on to number three, a dumbbell clean to press. All right, so I know I said I wasn't, wasn't going to include Olympic lifting in this list, but I'm not including barbell Olympic lifting. Um, I did want to include the dumbbell clean and press because it's a great way to um, practice taking weight from uh, below the knee, which is uh, what we have to do all the time, having to pick weight up off the floor, and then bring it to the hips, and then we need to get it to the overhead position. And you could do this with a strict curl to overhead press, or you could do it with a kind of a cheating curl, which is where you're kind of thrusting your hips forward, using that momentum to then bring the weight uh, up with your arms to the shoulder position and then doing the overhead press. And you could do this with a pair of uh, dumbbells. You could do this with a medicine ball. You can do this with a kettlebell. Um, if you're good at Olympic lifting, then sure, you use a barbell. Um, if you know the movement, um, I'm not going to stop you on that because, again, it is a great movement. You can probably handle a little more weight with a barbell as well. And um, But the hinging motion of a deadlift is a great functional exercise. It works the hamstrings and the glute muscles really well. And uh, not to mention, it is uh, if you're doing this for maybe some higher repetitions of 10 plus with some uh, decent weight that is stimulating for you, you're going to get a cardiorespiratory response, which is awesome. Okay, that was uh, exercise number three. Now going down to number two, uh, very similar. I love doing the medicine ball slam for clients. Uh, the reason is is because. A, it's pretty simple to execute. Um, there, it's it's not very hard to teach to a client. Uh, number two, uh, it does recruit a lot of muscle. It, it, it's using kind of that hinge motion. You have to use your arms to get it over the head. Uh, but then, what makes it slightly different than the previous exercise, the uh, dumbbell clean to overhead press, 
uh, or the, even using a med ball, is that you do actively slam the ball towards the floor. And so you are not only lifting the weight towards um, you know, the sky, the ceiling, you are also forcefully throwing it to the floor, which makes it you know, a double concentric exercise, basically, which means you are uh, using effort to physically move the uh, weight in a, in a desired um, direction. And so, and it's also good for aggression and stress relief. So if you've had a bad day, and if you can just imagine picking a ball up and not caring if it uh, breaks, it's a it's a medicine ball or uh, maybe a slam ball, it's not going to break. So, and if you do break it, good for you. I always tell my clients, if you break that ball, I'll give you a free session. Basically, because I just want to entice them to throw it with force towards the floor. And uh, it, it, it is a great exercise. I love doing slam balls with clients um, because of all the benefits to it that I just told you about. Okay. Uh, but then the number one exercise that I do enjoy and uh, any of my clients listening to this, they, they, they probably uh, would know once they hear it that this is one of my favorite exercises. It is the sled push and drag combination. And so that is when you uh, take a sled and you push it across the floor, which that motion is low impact. It's very functional uh, for leg development. It is using your legs independently in that walking or sprinting motion uh, back and forth. And um, it doesn't create too much soreness. Um, It's great for recovery days. And it's super simple to implement. Once I show somebody once how I want them to push it, they get it right away. It's way more, uh, you know, easy to execute even than a squat, which is something we should be able to do very easily. But you know, unfortunately, we we don't keep the same squat patterns as we did when we were toddlers. Inherently, humans are have the ability to squat, but then we lose it over time, just because we get lazy and uh, we like to pick things up off the floor or you know, sit down in chairs without using too much muscle. So we kind of flop down or, you know, we don't keep our weight in our heels and we keep weight in the toes and that causes knee issues, all sorts of stuff. But that's for another podcast episode. But the uh, definitely the sled push and then the drag is where you basically take a, a couple of straps Say I, I always hook on the TRX strap because it's got a simple carabiner into the little eyelet hole on the sled, and then I just have clients drag it backward, which is basically a what's called terminal knee extension over and over and over and over again, which is a great way to strengthen the knee extenders um, because you're just backing up and you're continually just straightening that knee over and over and over again. It's uh, people feel it in their legs really well. It's again low impact, and it's a good way to practice moving backward as well, because uh, people don't probably do that uh, a lot unless they're in a in some sort of athletic, you know, sport or program uh, like they were when they were younger. So as we're adults, we generally don't move in multiple multiple directions. So definitely a great combination of moving forward and backward, doing the sled push, sled drag combination awesome exercise so there you go there there's a decent good top 10 list and actually there's more than 10 exercises there because some of those i said you could do a couple different options and uh you have all those benefits there it's 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 time efficient you're going to use a lot of muscle um you're gonna you know it's going to be pretty functional most of those exercises 
And uh, the only thing you got to watch out for is uh, making sure that you have the proper skill to execute most of those exercises. But if you notice those last couple exercises, the reason when they were, why the slam ball and the sled push and drag were number one on my list is because almost anyone can execute those exercises with minimal risk of injury. And uh, you, you pretty much can do them on day one if uh, you have somebody showing you how to act, actually do it. And then uh, you reap the benefits right away. All right. So uh, I believe that's all I have for you. I, I appreciate everyone that listens to the Atlas FitCast. And uh, don't forget to share it with your friends if you find this to be quality information and you feel like you have somebody in your life that could you know, benefit from some of the things I've talked about, whether it's in this episode, which is episode 24, or in the very first episode where I have talked about my, my history both professionally and personally. The uh, each each episode has a different topic, and I've tried to keep the the topics with uh, with a wide variety of uh, discussions and uh, you know information in there. I try not to cover the same thing over and over and over again. But if you do hear the same stuff, it probably just means that it is very important to me. All right. So uh, again, that's all I have for you today. Uh, make sure you check out the Instagram page at Atlas Fitness Evolved. And uh, I usually try to post kind of things that will be nice companions to what I talk about on the podcast. And uh, that's it. And so remember, if it is important to you, you will find a solution. If it is not, you will find an excuse. Until next time, thanks for listening. Peace.